Boar presents the Ghosts of the Sargasso. I'm Gary Butterfield. I'm Cole Ross. And ooh, ghosts! <laughs> it's Orb Jinkies. Jinkies, uh, not that Jinkies. Hmm? The, the the first uh, Scooby Doo parody of the show. Yes. Until they get explicit later. Yeah, until they and, and, until they bring back a group of group of misfits and miscreants, uh, mm-hmm. in, in like minor characters that end up exposing them one of the most major plot points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> mystery teens. Yeah, I, I had this thought. Uh, you know how every once in a while you're walking around, and as somebody who's interested in words and writing, you just come up with similes. Of course. Uh, here's something I wanted to run by you. It's not very related to this episode, but it is related a little bit to Scooby Doo. Okay. Like, what if what if you came into a room and you're like, oh, it "Smells like medical mysteries in here." <laughs> like, is medical mysteries a thing? Medical <laughs> like, mysteries. A scent. I feel... you know, it smells like something that would stymie Doctor House. Uh, yeah. You know? I mean, I can like when you say that, like, I can picture opening up the Yankee Candle labeled "Medical Mysteries," uh, and yeah. like, and what would it, what would initially <laughs> hit me? But mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the constituent parts of medical mysteries would be. It's like a biohazard symbol and then like Dr. House shrugging. Um, <laughs> and then like putting a stethoscope up to a question mark. The, the, the thing is, Gary, none of those are smells. <laughs> I was thinking like antiseptic. I was thinking formaldehyde. I was Hugh thinking a smell. blood. <laughs> uh, but, but does yeah. Hugh Laurie shrug have a smell? Does he release some glands when he shrugs? Yeah. Well, his armpits are briefly exposed. Okay, okay. You know, so maybe there's additional scent. Yeah. How uh, This shrugged. episode first aired uh, <laughs> on uh, September 11th, 2004, that fateful day. Yeah. Um, and this is, uh, like you said, the first of the Scooby-Doo parody episodes. It was going to happen, especially when you have one of your main characters dressed up like Freddy. Um, mm-hmm. at least for the first several seasons. Um, and, uh, you know, this ticks off a couple of boxes. They wanted to be on the high seas, um, on mm-hmm. a boat that did not need to be a hydrofoil, but they made it a hydrofoil because of Johnny quest. Um, that wanted to do the, uh, the rubber mask villain plot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And they do it. Uh, this is a weird <laughs> episode. This is like a fan favorite, mm-hmm. but, uh, the, uh, the big wigs, didn't like it at first um, at the very at least. first yeah um you know they they talk a lot about in the art book about um how you start off with all these ideas it's very effortless in the beginning and then at some point that catches up to you and uh you hit this kind of wall mm-hmm. where uh you know they go back and forth between writing and directing they're already working in pre-production yeah. for the actual animation and stuff and they're just burned out and uh mike lazo who is their guy at Adult Swim, uh, was just like, this is the worst thing. This is the least <laughs> funny thing that we've ever had submitted. This is total drag ass. Yeah. Uh, no good. Mm-hmm. And this was a huge blow to Doc Hammer's confidence, you know, because he wrote mm-hmm. it. He wouldn't have submitted it if he didn't think it was good. Um, and Jackson Public went in and did, like, a rewrite on it, mostly cutting some of Rusty's monologues in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rusty is doing kind of a captain's log kind of thing uh, as he's walking on the floor of the sea. We'll get to that. There's some good lines there, but I could see it going on 
it'd be being pretty rough having a one character talking like that for a long time. Sure. Um, but even oh. with all that effort, uh, the the best that it got in pre production was uh, they can't all be winners. This thing needs to you know needs to get going. So slap it on the ass, oh. kick it out the door, and forget about it. Um, it's actually a very good episode, though. Oh, I love it. And Mike Lazo's a fool. <laughs> um, this this is one of the better uh, season one episodes. So memorable. Also, yeah. Yeah, really memorable, very quotable. Uh, the commentary also has a lot of digressions, uh, <clears throat> including my favorite metaphor for taking a shit. Uh, I forget they what had, they say. Uh, uh, well, they're talking about ice cream having to shit, and one of them, Doc Hammer says, ice cream makes you drop one. So drop <laughs> one is good. But then he, Doc Hammer has to go take a shit, and when he comes back, he said it was so horrible, it's like his anus broke up with him. <laughs> And I've been trying to work that into my, yeah. you know, my, my daily, you know, my, my ways to describe a particularly troublesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a particularly troublesome push. Yeah. Like a bad <laughs> shove. Uh, is, you know, so it's a real fun uh, commentary, even though they do call things gay ass a lot. Uh, yeah. Still in you the uh, still still in the broy days. Yeah. Yeah early yeah. 2000s mm-hmm. um this was a big episode for me uh because the cold open of this is uh this is made for you gary butterfield it is it's, you know <laughs> one of those things um <laughs> because it starts off with a recreation of uh space oddity uh you know the beginning of that and then ashes to ashes mm-hmm. uh the david bowie story of major tom um in the Bermuda Chi- Triangle in 1969 yes uh and this is chock full of references and dialogue uh, from those songs, I mean, like the 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 dialogue pretty much eventually partway through this just becomes literally just mm-hmm. becomes the lyrics to the to this stuff, which is which is I... really funny again because we talk about how appealing it is that they mix fiction and reality. That like yeah. this th- th- this is what they were talking about. This is what Bowie was talking about when he wrote about this. Which Bowie was it? We don't know. We're gonna have to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, you know, they, they talk about how they were very happy they didn't specifically draw this as Bowie, mm-hmm. since they were going to use Bowie later. Yes. Um, you know, there are ma- pictures of Major Tom. You do get to see him briefly mm-hmm. uh, in this. Um, but this is chock full. Yeah. Um, you know, the craft is called the TVC-15, which is a song from the very weird album Station to Station. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they talk about the Action Man, which is just a weird Bowie line. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, got a message for the Action Man. That doesn't mean anything. Nope. Bowie's just coked out of his fucking mind, and, and, and it's just... <laughs> it's just phrases like that that's bowie but here we're introduced to the action man um as a character who ends up being one of my favorite support characters of this oh he's so good like his Um, his arc of being just a complete psychopath and then mellowing out is really good Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, all of the original Team Venture who were introduced here, uh, I love. Yes. Um, this is basically, uh, you know, based on Doc Savage mm-hmm. um, here. So we have the Action Man, uh, who is kind of like a G.I. Joe or like a Captain America. Yeah. You know, the shootest. <laughs> he, he shoots. Uh, he, like, his, his whole thing is that he shoots guns. He doesn't He yeah. doesn't really care what he shoots. It's just good that he is shooting. Um, yeah. My favorite among these is, is, uh, is Colonel Gentleman. Um, Colonel Gentleman is great. Colonel Gentleman, especially just especially when he gets some focus later on. Colonel Gentleman kind of being like a uh, <laughs> list of toys that Colonel Gentleman wishes he had when he was a kid. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. But Colonel Gentleman is like a he's like he's like a uh, Sean Connery James Bond. If the, if mm-hmm. there was just more focus, so if you consider James Bond to be violence, sex, and drinking, just take as much drinking and sex as you can and put it over yeah. there. He is. I mean, I I use this. Word 
word lovingly, he is a fucking degenerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a big uh, kind of Alan Quartermain yeah, kind of an, yeah. uh, vibes here, too. Mm-hmm. And then we have Kano, who is uh, vaguely based on Odd Job. Mm-hmm. And then the green, uh, the naming convention and outfit is named on the Green Hornet's sidekick, uh, yes. Kato. Yeah, uh, Kano also becomes a fairly major character. Um, <laughs> we don't know it yet, but it is short for Volcano. Uh, mm-hmm. That is why he is called that. Yeah, uh, um, he's uh, he's he's silent uh, up until he is not in a very funny way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so they're all, uh, you know, trying to guide the TVC one five back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, Rusty gets up, he's asking his dad what's going on, but it's no time for Rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start doing the, uh, you know, the dialogue. From the song, uh, and it's just you know incredible, like the way they do the reveals here. Uh-huh. Tom's like, you know, I have a message for the action man. I'm here, Tom. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, pops up, and then uh, my favorite delivery in this whole thing is as when he's thinks he's gonna die, he goes, "Tell my wife." I love her very much. She knows. Uh, the, the, the talk scene here, like, uh, it's so fucking good. Uh huh. Um, here yeah this i mean so to, to to put this to put this kind of in in perspective this was really my first exposure to a lot of this to a lot of this bowie mm-hmm. stuff i was not you know like when this came out 2004 i would have been a sophomore in high school not necessarily mm-hmm. listening to music from that era like maybe i was like vaguely aware yeah, of Dave- raffy and like <laughs> Yeah, it was so Raffi and the, yeah, it was Raffi the fun, does the wiggles. The wiggles do Raffi. Yeah. They did like a whole crossover kind of thing. It was a split EP. Yeah. Kind of hard to get a hold of. My find have to go to Australia to get it. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I just you know I wasn't listening to David Bowie stuff at this time, so none of this made any sense to me. And once I started listening to Bowie later in high school, I was like, oh, that's why that was like, that's why they were talking weird in that. That's the, like this is exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and and for me as as just like a gigantic Bowie fan, I was yeah. just like ah, uh, <laughs> just uh, blissing out, just glowing uh, during this. Yeah, just just literally losing my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, this is setting the 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 kind of stage here for the idea that Rusty remembers that the ship went down mm-hmm. from when he was a kid and came up, and that it was never scavenged. So right. he's going to try to harvest some super science out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally just picking over the remains of his dad's dead company. So yeah. good. And they they do a little wipe from uh the heroic father in this tragedy to mm-hmm. current day where Hank is taking pictures of his dad. Yeah. Uh on the deck. Uh but he's wearing it, you know, he's like it's it's bunching up in his butt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing. The, it's because it's terry cloth. They have a fascination with the terry cloth of like deckwear from gold yeah. uh, from goldfinger. It acts like a towel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Brock isn't convinced that this is a really good idea. Uh, pretty much because Rusty is overconfident about this. Brock understands being a military man, like, oh, night diving, pretty difficult. Probably don't want to do that the first time uh, down, you know, going down that far. Uh, but Rusty, mm-hmm. just whatever, I've got this walking robot dive suit. This will be fine. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, my dad never harvested this out of respect for the dead. <laughs> no, respect out of for the respect dead. for the dead. <laughs> Big quotes yeah. around that. Um, but he's, he's taking this as this hero moment. Like Mm -hmm. he's having fun during this whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, really, really cute. I love him, uh, doing these like Jacques, uh, uh, narrations. Describing the sea as 800 feet of black liquid funeral. Cold and balming fluid. (laughs) Um, I don't know why he's having the boys do everything. Like the boys are like his, his, 
team. Well, I mean, for this, it, he, he never hires yeah. any. Like he only ever hires day laborers and interns. Yeah, that's true. If he can that get away, cheap. Yeah, no. If uh-huh. he's got these expendable kids, might as well have him do stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it fucks you up. <laughs> the uh, he's attaching to his robot the Metasonic locator, which mm-hmm. has vibrations so extra special they vibrate time. <laughs> Uh, the line is really good. So mm-hmm. extra special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a really good, uh, real good verb for that. But that's yeah. the idea. Is he's gonna. So that's gonna be our kind of B plot mm-hmm. during this. Is Rusty on the bottom of the ocean and this robot monologuing? Yes. Um, you know, Hank is lowering Rusty into the water on his crane, and Brock is holding the holding the line, um, trying to keep it stable when Hank screws up. The robot drops, and the line is pulled through Brock's hand so quickly that it you know scrapes his palms off. Uh, mm, man, yeah. that fires mirror neurons, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll, yeah. So he spends uh, the so that's going to kind of make Brock in rough shape. Yeah, he episode. spends the entire episode uh, kind of unable to use his hands, which also keeps him from smoking for the entire episode up until the end. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that was actually a mandate down from Adult Swim corporate. Like, we can't have this cartoon where somebody is smoking all the time. So Constantly. they acquiesced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they drop uh, Rusty. He bumps his head. Uh, he's down. in, uh, And as they have him down there underwater, uh, Brock spots a ghost ship. Yeah. I see something that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah it's like a ghost like pirate ship it's like a schooner so it's it maybe a sloop i don't know it's i've forgotten everything it's about uncharted waters. The uncharted waters yeah <laughs> tall but ships it's... for stepdads <laughs> magazine uh, yeah yeah so so uh while this is happening hank gets up and has to use the bathroom uh dean tells him tells him to do it off the, the heliport uh, it makes an awesome arc when hank is doing it he's making like laser noises and stuff mm-hmm I have a note here. Um, is do you think that pretending that your pee is a weapon is universal? Because I oh, used to God, know it yeah. as well. Yeah, you know, this is like pretty cool. Like it was like it's basically that thing where you fill up the mouth of the clown. Uh huh. You know, but you could do it all the time. It's a toilet clown, though. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Just like fill it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm honored to accept your waste. Like the the idea of it being a weapon. I remember having a friend who used to uh, when he would poop. <laughs> uh, this is gross, everybody. Just, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, he would leave it in the the bowl, so when later he could pee, he could like pretend like he was like blasting, <laughs> like asteroids or something. And I was like, "That's fucking disgusting." Yeah, and it that's turned my bad. stomach when he told me. Uh-huh. Uh, but then also when I was outside, I was peeing. If I see like a mushroom or something, I'm like, "Oh, you want some too, huh?" Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and just kind of give the mushroom a face full. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just uh, I you're pretending you're a, you're a fireman, you know, saving yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, saving people with your your urine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that, that's that's what happens when you know little little boys grow up with what, what is effectively a toy on the front of them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, so the the pirates are on their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and Hank is pretty freaked out. Uh, Hank has been under the impression that pirates don't exist. He sees mm-hmm. them and he immediately draws the conclusion that everything he's been told doesn't exist is is real. So Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny are. <laughs> it, it, isn't there that guy on Giant Bomb who didn't know pirates existed? 
Oh, I think there, there's I, the I guy forget. who's like the famous idiot from that show who doesn't know anything. I, I, yeah, that everybody I, loves. I, I forget. I forget his name. Yeah, he yeah. he got married like in a Taco Bell or something like that. Yeah. And they they like he he cooked eggs and he said you know like how do you guys deal with the whites, whites. being yeah egg whites? And he's talking about the shell. Um, yeah, it's hard and to he's know like, what's a union? The... <laughs> you know, that guy. What's a union? Um, yeah, I never heard of a union. You know, before it's that guy. And it was like, I think that there was a thing where he didn't know the pirates were real either. Huh. And it's like, man, if you're walking around dropping Hank Venture, like, not ironically, that's a rough. It's pro- pro- prob- probably um, a, a bit of, bit of a moment for reflection. Paul. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find that guy's name. Um, uh, let's Dan? see. We've got, we've got Jeff, Brad, Ben, Jason, Jan. Huh. Dan. Maybe Dan. It's Dan. Maybe Dan. Dan. People who know this are freaking out. Right. Uh, right. Sorry. Um, sorry. You know. But, it, but oh well. <laughs> but I love I love this exchange. Brock's like Hank. Nobody ever nobody nobody ever said pirates don't exist. And Hank says, "Then you yeah. agree with me that this is impossible." <laughs> yeah, it's good. good logic. Just, just his just ep, his, his epistemic crisis that he's having on seeing a glowing pirate ship. The uh, a ghost pirate shows up and wakes up Dean. This ghost pirate looks great and it looks very explicitly Scooby Doo. Yes. Um, but Brock immediately just walks up and knocks him out with a bottle. Um, <laughs> you know he he stops glowing. Um, and these pirates, uh, you know the uh, the joke here, um, here is basically that the uh, the pirates are not real. They're mm-hmm. just like skating by on scaring people. Yeah. Brock stops beating up the ghost pirate when the pirate captain pops up yeah. and he's holding Dean hostage. Uh, mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, pirate captain turns out to be a long running recurring character in this show. Does he ever get a name? Uh, I don't I think he's just pirate captain. Yeah. Even when he's, uh, yeah. he's yeah. <laughs> just a, a fun voice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just yeah. a, just a fun Jackson public voice. He's a fun character too. Like, well, just immediately mm-hmm. when the game is off and just like how, how offended he is that Brock broke the rules with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, th- that's real, real fun. The, the ghost pirate rules. Yeah. Uh, but, real, real good. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's holding he's holding Dean hostage with a blunderbush, with you know, which turns out to be from Toys R Us. All this stuff is either cardboard or from Toys R Us. Um, and you know, he finds out that the guy that Brock hit with the bottle is dead. Like, oh, was that really necessary? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then I love like six beats too late. Dean thinking he's cracking the case. <laughs> this isn't like, a ghost. Oh. Yeah, but this isn't a ghost and tries to pull it off. And well, but, nobody's the, impressed with this. Well, pulling the mask off of his body, the body's head is turned all the way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like oblivious. Uh-huh. Extremely good child trauma. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so Brock ends up going to the, the brig. Uh, the captain keeps Dean hostage and Hank is still AWOL. Yes. Um, <laughs> um you know, the, the other pirates come up all the the pirates are from massachusetts for some reason oh yeah, yeah. um you know come there you know there's a fog guy and a sea monster projection guy and they don't even get a chance to do their thing to scare them into stealing the boat <laughs> it was our day to shine mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh we cut down to the uh to, to underwater uh rusty is pretty frustrated because he's not able to move as quickly as, as he would like to he refers to walking around in the giant or walking around on the robot like it's like walking around inside a giant fat kid uh, mm-hmm. which is a fun line um and like he's down there hoping that the metasonic locator by vibrating time can pull back the curtain and reveal his dad's flying metal failure yeah <laughs> yep um so he, he attempts to uh turn up the locator 
the extra special rays, mm-hmm. uh, but steps into the uh, into the maw of a giant clam, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. He's like calls it like undersea. Chew- I seem to have stepped in some undersea chewing gum, <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Yeah, uh, really scary. Yeah, but his um, his turning up the amplitude uh, causes the nearby cockpit of the TVC one five to glow. So he has awakened yeah. Major Tom. Yes, uh, Brock raises Hank on the radio uh, here, and this is you know probably my favorite little bit. From this episode, I really like the end of this episode as well. Mm-hmm. But this little bit where he's like, "Hank, you know, I need to be your, <laughs> to be your hand, be my hands." Hank says something I can't remember, and Brock says, "If there's ever a time in your life I need you to not be Hank, it's now." <laughs> Which is so good. Yeah. Uh, and then the way that Brock just uh, slips into operator military mode. advice mode, yeah, yeah, operator <laughs> mode. You know, whatever you do, don't light a cigarette. I don't you know, smoke. sniper can see a hot cherry for miles. <laughs> no, it's like it's a thirteen-year-old boy. Yeah, um, I don't smoke. Good. Well, don't start. <laughs> yeah, don't start now. Uh, incredibly good. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut over to the pirate captain talking to Dean, um, saying that the ship has been mired in sargassum, which is seaweed, mm-hmm. uh, for ten years. Yeah, um, they've just been stuck there, and they've been doing piracy, trying to get a ship, but just getting supplies. Yeah, because nothing is shipped that way anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, they <laughs> their big halls were the where the Toys R Us shipment where they got a bunch of the uh, you know, pirate gear, the swords and blunderbusses and whatnot. Uh and the other one was a big shipment of legs, eggs, pantyhose. Yes. Which some of the guys are still wearing. Which I don't know, being which cut I, on yeah. the sea probably cuts down on the wind. Yeah, I remember legs, eggs. My mom mm-hmm. had legs, eggs. It was yeah. fun to play with the eggs mm-hmm. uh, afterwards. So, <laughs> man, pantyhose oh. like 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 uh, stockings, comfortable. Mm-hmm. Wearing it, used to yeah. wear them for theater and stuff. That's that's good. That's yeah. some good shit. Hey, I got a pair of like yoga harem pants things that my mm-hmm. my girlfriend gave me that are incredibly comfortable. Yeah, you know, like I don't, I have no interest in wearing women's clothing where it's like torture devices right right you know i you know, i understand some people like, who are interested in wearing women's clothing are into it for like the corsets and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like the comfort innovations oh perfect yeah. you know like those should be absolutely pangender yeah, like yeah uh, universal yoga pants mm-hmm. fuck man yeah it's extremely comfortable uh culottes mm-hmm. um the uh so here we're introduced to, to major tom uh, pops out of the water and start uh, screaming the pirate. And Major, Major Tom is terrifying. <laughs> just, all he does is, uh, is scream and point. Uh, or He's not, a, like, not like, like point, a great like monster. Reaches. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, doesn't, he doesn't really do anything. He's very uh, harmless, but he just yells. And I could see why that would be like something that would make you, you know, they, they even refer to this. Like, it's really hard to sell the how funny and how annoying it would be for this thing just to be hanging around screaming all the time. Like mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't do anything is the joke, but that also is the thing that would make this not live on the page when you don't have the amazing design of Major Tom and you don't have the uh, the vocal performance um, yeah. of just this it, keening wail that he does. Incessant screaming. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he has made it onto the X2 and, you know. Because it's uh because we've cried wolf on the ghost pirates, it's uh you know people are not acting on it. Um, Hank's about to uh, sneak up on some of the pirates um, to close the distance, and Brock walks him through strangling a guy. <laughs> this is great. Like you know, put your put your hand on your throat. Uh huh. Feel that. You know, feel, feel that pipe. <laughs> feel feel that pipe. That's you know that's your handle. <laughs> the mm-hmm. other side's the button. Pull the handle. Push the button. 
Like, yeah. it, or it's, it's so fucking scary. Uh-huh. Like, well, and then, and then Brock, then Brock says, all right, and then you want to, and then you want to twist her head until you, you hear a snap. Um, and Hank immediately <laughs> deduces, do, like, do I need to do that if they're knocked out? I don't want to kill them. Um, mm-hmm. So they compromise. Hank will just tie them up. Uh, but I, uh, I love uh, yeah how murder how made for murder Brock is like mm-hmm. after the last episode, where it's like you know his greatest fantasy was being forgiven for his original sin and then indulging in it. Uh huh. You know exclusively like this is just is so natural to him mm-hmm. like a man made for killing. <laughs> uh, you know, like a fish to water. Like a fish to water. <laughs> um, underwater Rusty uh, is is stuck. He's puked in terror. Mm-hmm. And the warm vomit that kept the cold at bay is now hardened into a sticky shell. Thankfully, uh, the stench is disgusting. Yuck. Yeah, so disgusting. <laughs> um, Dean, with the captain, uh, mentions Brock, uh, his dad's bodyguard. And the pirate's like, well, your dad doesn't need a bodyguard. Yeah, look at him. Uh, you know, and Dean attempts to lie. He's not very good at it because yeah. he's Dean. All he has to do is say nothing. <laughs> yeah. Very good. So, um, two you know, you know this, the two pirates go to Brock to get the key to the X two, so the pirates can mm-hmm. uh, can get out of here. You know, they're stuck for ten years. That's pretty bad. Brock says, "All right, well, it's up my ass. You're going to have to reach up mm-hmm. there." This is a scene that was added in the second <laughs> in the second draft, and this is what made it acceptable to Adult Swim. Um, mm-hmm. What ends up happening here is one of the pirates cavity searches Brock reaches reaches up um his his butt brock clenches down and swings one of the pirates around by his ass to like knock out and kill the other pirate yes it's a real distinctive moment (laughs) it's a you you, the my favorite line uh in this is you know he's like he gets a cigarette Mm -hmm. um and he's like where you're before he gets cigarette he's like where you know where's my uh Where's the key? He goes, it's up my ass. And uh, the, the two pirates are talking. One of them's like, yo, go get it. And, and the other one says, well, what if he's lying? Uh, and then the first one goes, if he's telling the truth, that'd be better. <laughs> uh, I love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't well, matter. <laughs> and as the search is going on, Brock asked the guy for a, for, for a cigarette. You know, like, yeah. oh, it might help me re- relax. And the guy doing the search says, do it. Give it to him. <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't give people cigarettes. We take them. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, Brock uh, kills him because he's a man made for murder. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Rusty, uh, Rusty's legs of the robot have exploded. Yes. Uh, clams don't like the taste of exploding robot legs. So he's <laughs> crawling. Uh, he's lost the locator and he's just crawling towards the wreckage of the TVC-15. Right. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Uh, until he, <laughs> uh, he hits it. Yes. Um, Brock now free, um, has <laughs> decided to pi- to radio the pirate captain saying, Hey, I'm coming for you. The captain is, um, hot wired the hydrofoil and starts drive driving off because he's terrified. You know, Brock's over on the pirate ship. Um, Rusty is giving his grandiose speech, having reached the TVC one five, you know, about how having succeeded where his father failed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is just a great mischaracterization of what's happening here. Yeah. Um, that's not even close. Yeah. And the X2 driving away, yanks the line, uh, <laughs> pulls him away. Uh, and he gets caught in a rock, gets knocked out holding the X2 still. It's the, you know, it's acting like an anchor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so the captain goes to uh, cut that anchor loose, this second anchor, uh, and sees that uh, Hank has crewed up the entire, or Hank has tied up the entire crew. Like, Hank fucking did it. Yeah. He choked out all these dudes, which is, you know, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, tied them up with a bow, <laughs> which is just like, what kind of bodyguard? Uh, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they spot Hank being menaced by Major Tom, the screaming ghost skeleton. <laughs> um, you know, they tell they tell the captain to use his blunderbuss. He's like, that's just a toy. Like yeah. He wasn't holding Dean at a gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, the captain tries to take out Major Tom. He's like, you know, you're an adult. Dean at one point's like, you're a grown up. <laughs> Do something, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it just doesn't work. No. Like, you can't, uh, you know, nothing happens. Like, yeah. Major Tom does not care. Like, like, just he tries hitting him, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, he tries talking to him, doesn't respond. You know, Ghost Pirates, ah, I guess I deserve this. You live by the ghost, you die by the ghost. <laughs> the ghost yeah. But it's like, but it's not a problem. Like, Hank, you know, is talking on the, uh, talking on the communicator. Oh, it doesn't seem to want to do anything ex- except scream, which is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I love uh, uh, now that we've done that last episode where Doc Hammer mentioned in his episodes, he eventually just goes, time to end the episode. Mm-hmm. Now I just keep seeing those moments. Yep. Because in this one, they just call Dr. Rufius and do it. Uh-huh. Like, it's like time to end. We told the story. It's <laughs> yep. over. Uh, we, 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 like, they know the person who can fix this. So just, oh. just, just get it here. Um, yeah. I love this line, uh, you know, because the, 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 the shock of being yanked away and rammed against some rocks has, uh, has caused the seal on the, on, on the diving robot to break. Rusty is crawling along, um, you know, it's slowly filling with water. It says, all I can do now is wait for death's warm hand to finish the job that fate began at my uneventful puberty. Yeah. Fuck, that's a good line. Yeah. Uneventful really good puberty. Line. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good line. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, so Hank calls Dr. Orpheus, who is, uh, magically cooking, uh, frittatas, uh, <laughs> for pumpkin. Um, and he's skeptical, you yeah. know, but he also believes them cause he's a decent man. Yeah. You know, he's he, like, are you sure this isn't just a guy in a rubber mask? And Hank's like, no, you know, <laughs> we, we check that. I, have, I love that as the first line. It's like when the, you, yeah. you know, you call for it, like, is it plugged in? Yeah. Okay, exactly. Yes, it's plugged in. Yeah. All right. These boys. Uh, so Orpheus kind of learns about this and finds out that the soul uh, of Major Tom is not at peace because of his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they call his wife uh, here. And this this is wonderful. Yep. Where he's like, you know, she's married, uh, you know, and she's like, you know, your husband is like, no, he's here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, no, no, your other husband, ma'am. Uh, and when she he puts her on the phone, she's like, Tom. It's your wife, sweetie. You're dead now. <laughs> time to go. It's time to go. Uh, it's so incredibly good. Yeah. Um, well, and then the action man takes the phone. And it's just like, Dom, it's Rodney. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I just, and I love the way that uh, Major Tom reacts to just start screaming more. Like, yeah, screaming louder. Really upset. Like, yeah, it's like, so sad. He, he was screaming because he was dead or because he was ghost or for inscrutable undead reasons. But now he's yep. actually screaming because he has a reason to scream. It's his so, friend, yeah, it's so his co worker swooped in on his wife. Yeah. Yeah, he has no idea how much time has passed. Right. Uh, extremely sad. Uh, luckily, Brock uh, had burned down the pirate ship. Um, he uh, swims away from it. That famous kind of shot of someone like holding a knife in their teeth, mm-hmm. swimming away from a burning uh, pirate ship, jumps on the deck and just kills the skeleton, <laughs> beats the shit out of it. And then throws <laughs> it overboard. There's big, uh, him just beating the shit out of a ghost skeleton has big Hellboy energy to me. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. like Hellboy's constantly just like, what if I fought the ghost? Uh-huh. You know, everybody um, forgets you can fight the ghost. 
Yeah, yeah just punch it. <laughs> it's made of skeleton. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. if it's screaming. Like it's not a not a banshee dude. Yeah, it's not hurting you. It's not a revenant, banshee, <laughs> poltergeist, specter, ghost, or any of the various other like uh things. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Uh, the pirate's like, oh, well, we could have done that. Oh, you tried. You couldn't have. Um, And the episode ends. We've got Rusty, uh, you know, down on the ocean floor and this robot that is ridiculously full of water. It's just his lips and nose that are above the waterline and this tiny little sliver Mm -hmm. of air, you know, kind of talking about like, oh, you know, if you're listening, boys, (laughs) like if you came down here to, you know, to get rich off of your dad's metasonic locator in your granddad's flying saucer. I just like it. Just mm-hmm. picture like generation after generation. This is how they all die. <laughs> yeah. right here in the stretch. <laughs> it's like it's like a big pile of uh, corpses investigating other corpses in Hitman. Uh huh. There's you a know? problem with the toilet. Yeah. yeah. There's a problem with the metasonic locator. There's a problem with the metasonic locator. Yeah. And Rusty's about to say, you know, if you're if you're listening to this, I want you both to know that I love you. That's how that was going to end. But before he can say I love you, the glowing skull. <laughs> falls and lands right on the glass frightening him and then we cut to credits yeah yep uh he screams Mm -hmm. uh the post credits you know they fish him out of the brink uh the the ghost pirate cat pirate captain asked brock for a ride home Mm -hmm. he kind of burned our ship and killed steve (laughs) uh (laughs) steve was the only one who could who could who could have even uh like uh, got him got him home you know yep uh and then just the boys say go team venture Mm -hmm. and they just shrug and say i don't know they do that uh kind of a perfunctory go team venture and perfunctory post credits yeah i i love this post credits because just acknowledging what happens to you know like just the fact that there is an aftermath to something like this we're like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, just like, hey, can we can we strike a deal? Like, this is really awkward to ask, but yeah. the the scene is really cute too because he's mm-hmm. like, uh, I'm sorry, and then <laughs> Dean's like, no, say it like we like we practiced. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, um, yeah, good episode for the boys. Like, Doc Hammer has a great handle on the boys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just like a fun episode. Like, this is a weird like fan favorite, mm-hmm. uh, considered to be one of the better episodes of season one. I think rightly so. Um, yeah. You, yeah, like not the best mm-hmm. by any means, but still very good. I think that I like uh, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Magic a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but this episode, the beginning and end of this, the the beginning, any anything with uh, with Major Tom, I think is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's a bummer that they just kind of forget that Major Tom exists. I think he only ever shows up like once later as an Easter egg. Like he's kind of yeah. cut out of the original team venture um, to, a, yeah. to, to a certain degree. Um, but like, you, you know, I was thinking about this, especially like as I finished up my grand series rewatch, like the thing mm-hmm. that is amazing about this series that a lot of other cartoons kind of don't really do is that th- like Venture Brothers never puts away its toys to a degree, yeah. you know, like the fact that we have what by all rights should just be a, you know, a joke character, the pirate captain who just talks like a pirate, but like he comes back and is reused and recharacterized throughout the entire series and like actually finds like a role and a home in this and gets mm-hmm. like a further characterization. Like that is something that should never, that should never have been more than one dimensional, but they just yeah. like kept on going back to it. A, because it was funny to have the pirate captain doing something, but B, because there were things that he could do. <laughs> you know yeah and just yeah. the fact well, that they I, never I, put away their toys is such like like that like that is a good trick it is venture's trick kind of 
Yeah. I mean, the other thing too, is that they think, um, I think that they tend to think of like them, what is fun for us, you know? And it's like, Oh, we, we think this voice is real fun. Yes. You know? So this character is not going anywhere. We'd like to bring him back. Mm-hmm. He's a blast, yeah. you know? And that's a, that's a great reason, mm-hmm. you know, to, to keep a character. Like, I think that's like y- that fun comes through. Yes. You know, and this character just being like somebody they wanted to bring back and succeeded, you know, the Venture Brothers doesn't really constrict mm-hmm. ever. It just expands. It's yeah. like the wire in that way. <laughs> um, and that's something I really love about it. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it, you know, the sea captain ends up being uh, one of the major forces of the kind of the bizarro. Teacher. <laughs> you know, like, I love that entire crew. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's very fun to me. Spider Skull Island. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so, I can't. I can't wait to talk out. about the about the super weird introduction to uh, JJ to jo- yeah, uh, yeah. Jo- jo- Jonas Junior. Um, just because uh, his voice is weird, they like they yeah, don't have it it's settled super yet. Good. Yeah. Um, next week we're going to be talking about another, uh, just like amazing episode from season one. And we have another guest. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be talking about ice station impossible with days of future casts, Jeremy Greer. Yeah. That's going to be a lot talk about the fantastic four, uh, pastiche <laughs> in here. And that episode is also extremely good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really uh, love it. Some of our first real time with, uh, with, uh, Billy Quizboy and Pete white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And professional, you know, we last episode, Gwen uh, was mentioning that she was trying to find the moment in which the series like broke wide open, Mm -hmm. you know, into full kind of surreality and like introducing the Fantastic Four is a pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good moment for that. Like, yes, there is magic and stuff in the last episode, but now there's straight up you know, shitty superheroes. Um, I'm going to like, that's going to be a fun episode too, because like there are so many weird comparisons between that and ruins, which is a shitty Warren Ellis comic. Okay. Uh, from the late nineties. I mean, uh, yeah. Like what's the, so, what's the log line on ruins? Is it just like, what if these superpowers had realistic downsides to them or, Yes. Okay. But for the entire like Marvel universe, basically. Okay. It's like two characters going through and being like, yeah, here's where the Hulk died of cancer from all that radiation. And like, yeah, here's the, you remember those four astronauts who came back bombarded with cosmic rays. Uh, and they all got these basically specific kinds of cancer. Like it's almost all, it's all cancer. cancer yeah. Cancer. yeah. Because it's, it's all like all radiation, radiation and chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if a radioactive spider bites you, yeah, you know, the radioactive is the operative part of that, not the spider. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but man. yeah, that's going to be a fun episode. It will. Looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Um, thank you to everybody who has left a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate you uh, taking the time to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can also support us and the show and get episodes a week early by going to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, you know, $3 gets you episodes early mm-hmm. for that. It also gives you access to the Slack where you can come discuss the Venture Brothers and many things basically anything yeah we have channels for all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. yeah uh i think that's probably about it right i think so yeah yeah uh so in, until next time go, go team, team venture, venture.